UFC 285 is upon us tomorrow night. The return of John Bones Jones versus Cyril Gunn for the heavyweight championship. <clears throat> and Valentina Shevchenko and Alexa Grasso for the women's flyweight championship. Now, this is going to be an abbreviated um, preview show because... Man, this card from top to bottom is absolutely fire if you're just above casual level um, UFC follower. But I'm not going to have time to be excited about <laughs> 20 fights, you know. Uh, but trust me, you're going to want to uh, tune into the prelims of this because all of these fights, even the early prelims, are good. Ian Gary... Um, Esteban Rivovich, Demon Black, like all these, Jessica Penny, man, all these are are gonna be great fights. But I'm just gonna talk, um, touch on the the main and co-main this time because they're big deal fights. And the curtain jerker, aka the first fight on the card, Bone Nickel makes his um, main card debut really early, three and zero. But if you know him, phenomenal wrestler, just made the transition over to the UFC. Uh, he's doing a great job so far, so hopefully he keeps it up. Martej Gamrat versus Jalen Turner is going to be a banger of a fight. Gamrat is a buzzsaw. Jalen Turner is a crafty. Uh, he has good length. But, you know, Gamrat is a gamer. And I think this is a last-minute replacement, kind of. So we'll see. But... John Jones versus Cyril Gaon, Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Let's dive into these fights. Now, everybody knows John Jones. Picograms, cocaine, uh, looks, what is, <laughs> looks, fighter, the whole nine yards, goat, whatever you want to call it, he is that guy. Finally making a return to the octagon after vacating the light heavyweight title, uh, back in 2020. And Cyril Gon, we all know he was supposed to be the next coming for the like the the best heavyweight ever. Uh, was supposed to be Francis Ngannou's biggest test, but ultimately ended up failing due to surprisingly Francis uh, takedown and wrestling, which nobody saw coming. So this fight to me. Is going to be pretty one-sided in terms of who's going to win. Now, I am not saying that Cyril Gon won't make it a good fight. John Jones obviously hasn't fought at heavyweight. He weighs as much as a heavyweight, probably outside of 205. But he hasn't fought professionally as a heavyweight so let me make that clear before i give john jones all his praise uh it's a it's a big deal he's always said everybody in the 205 division can knock out everybody but it's probably even worse at heavyweight where you can get touched and your lights will go out because everybody's 240 pounds or above which i think john weighed in at 246 let me double check because he ended up weighing more than um, Cyril Gon did. 
but let me get the actual official weight, 248, uh, which is half a pound bigger than Cyril Gaon, which is 247 and a half. So he has a weight advantage. He has a reach advantage. I think they're the same height. But let me go down John Joe's list of accomplishments. He's technically undefeated. Um, we can say that he lost to Matt Hamill because that's what it says on the record. 12 to 6 elbow was so dangerous that <laughs> they had to disqualify him, which was basically like a 20 minute beatdown of Matt Hamill. <laughs> or I would say 20, but it's a five minute beatdown. It only lasted one round, but it, it was really bad. <laughs> but after that, he's beaten. Ryan Bader, Shogun, Rampage, Yodo, Rashad Evans, Vitor Belfort on steroids, Shell Sonnen on steroids, Alexander Gustafson, most recent champ, Glover Teixeira, DC, Owen St. Pru off of, off of layoff, uh, DC again, Alex again, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, and Dominic Reyes. Now, if you are any type of fan of John Jones, you know he is one of the most talented athletes, but also the most party-heavy athletes. He's been busted using cocaine. Uh, he's been busted allegedly using steroids, uh, picograms to be exact, and that's a whole another topic that I want to touch on here. I may get into it with one of my buddies in a post-fight analysis or something. Um, you know, getting in trouble with the law, crashing his Bentley, running into a pregnant lady, <laughs> you know, all these things, uh, just being a wild man in Albuquerque. I met him while I was, uh, working at Sprouts in Albuquerque. And let me tell you, cool guy, when he's just being regular, real cool, real respectful he took the time out to say what's up and chat with me while I was at work. But then, you know, he's got a lot of yes, man, because he is that guy. Uh, three years off is a long time. Moving up into a different weight class is going to be tough. It's not easy. Nothing John Jones fight-wise. Now, I am talking strictly in fights, not talking about any extra training, not talking about his weight. There is nothing that John has done in fights that tells me that Cyril Gaon has a chance to beat him outside of he's never fought at heavyweight and he's never been punched in a professional fight as a heavyweight. Um, so obviously my pick is John Jones, but let's get to Cyril Gaon, right? Cyril Gaon moves like a middleweight at 250 pounds. Now... Being objective, Cyril Gaon has not fought anybody that is title-worthy in the heavyweight division. He's fought some tough competitors, Alexander Volkov, Jarzinho Rosenstrike, um, and Francis Ngannou. But really, Francis is the only fight that he has that I would consider a good litmus test versus John Jones. And 
again, being objective, Francis Ngannou himself is not that great of an MMA fighter. Fighter, yes. Power, yes. Striker, kind of. But if he touches you, your neck's going to look like a... Your neck is going to look like Alistair Overeem looking at the... (laughs) Looking at the ground while simultaneously looking at the sky. Um, And then on top of that, during their fight, uh, Francis was able to take Cyril Ghosn down uh, several times, which is weird, right? You don't really peg Francis Ngannou as a wrestler at all. He's never shown it. And he revealed after the fight, or right before the fight, I can't remember when I found out, but he had a bad knee. That's why he was wearing knee braces or knee sleeves during the fight. So with all that information in hand, in my eyes, I see no way that Sirogon wins this fight unless John drops off. Skill for skill, I truly think Father Time can't even beat John Jones if cocaine, alcohol, getting in trouble with the law, getting in trouble with USADA, not training, and not taking people serious has not stopped John Jones before. Again, three years off is a big deal. Moving up a weight class is a big deal. Weighing 40 pounds more than you previously weighed in is a big deal. But if John has been training like he says he's has for the past three years, he's been staying active. I follow both these guys on social media. And apparently Cyril Ghosn had surgery on his hand after the tie to Evosa fight. So I'm not saying it's an excuse but it's kind of built in there. It's like, oh, look at this scar on my hand. I had a broken hand, blah, blah, blah. I can punch. Whatever you may be. If you enter that octagon, you are 100% healthy to fight somebody for a professional fight. Whether it's true or not, that's up to you. You can always pull out and try to reschedule the fight. If it's a serious injury, if you don't think it's that serious and you think you can get in there and fight, go right ahead. But I got John Jones winning this one. Don't think it'll be quick. I think it'll be a fourth round um, kind of a wrestling on the fence fest. Uh, I just, as much as I thought Cyril Gon was good, uh, when I look at his strength of schedule, and then I look at how he fought against Francis now, Again, everyone's scared to get touched by Francis, so I can't discount him for that. But the way Francis kind of wrestled him, it looked kind of clunky, and it was effective. Now, John Jones is a wrestler, and he can do that. So, I think this is just a a gas tank thing more than a a skill thing, because I think skill for skill, John is the greatest MMA fighter. 6'4", 84-inch reach wrestler that can strike and is nimble. You really can't beat that, especially when he beats somebody when he's not even training serious. So let me stop talking about John Jones for a second 
and move on to the other fight that I'll be speaking about, which is the bullet Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. So Alexa Grasso has had kind of a weird career. I think she's moved up and down in um, weight, trying to find if she's a 125 or 115. She has lost to some of the bigger names uh, in Tatiana Suarez and Carla Esparza, both. Carla Esparza was the first 125 champion, I think, number 115 and then lost to Joanna and Jacek, and then Tatiana Suarez, which they think she's going to be like the next best thing ever besides Valentina and um, Amanda Nunes. But she has been on a four-fight win streak, and she's looked good throughout these four fights. Her um, latest fight being against... Viviana Rujo, but what can I say? Valentina, I mean, this last fight looked pretty bad for Valentina, and she still pulled it out. But every other fight, let's see, outside of Amanda Nunes, uh, none of her fights have looked remotely difficult. At all. Uh, took out Jessica Andrade. Laura Murphy should not have been there. Jennifer, Jennifer Maya was one that. She was on the ground for a long time. But it was still pretty clear that. Valentina was a better fighter. And then takes down Jessica Andrade. Like she's a, a, a child. Caitlin Chukagian. Great fighter. Not against. Um, <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko. Liz Carmouche. Again. Tough. But not against Valentina. Jessica I got hit upside the head with a, a shin. You want a young J-check. Just got beat down relentlessly. Uh, Juliana Pena. Holly Holm. It's just all these fights with all these big names. I know it's kind of slim pickings. But 23-3. and three, Alex Grosso's 15-3. and three. So Valentina's won more fights than she's had professionally. And when you see stuff like that. You don't want to really factor it in, right? You don't want to just say, oh, because of experience, you know, it's the fight game. Anything can happen. But in recent history, at least with Valentina Shevchenko, it kind of doesn't matter what kind of experience or youth or training. Valentina's life is fighting. Um... And there's not much to say about it. Uh, she's a striker. She can grapple. Very accurate. Doesn't waste a lot of movement. High on the toes like a Muay Thai fighter. Never gets overextended. Alexa Grasso is more of your traditional fighter. Where she's more well-rounded in a stance. Um, I think she's more of a grappler in my opinion. But, I don't know. I'm trying to find good things to say about Alexa Grasso. Because she's a, first off, great person. Um, hearing her talk about fights, is she's great. Nothing but respect. Same thing with Valentina. But, I don't see 
just like when uh, Carla Esparza was fighting uh, Wei Li, I just kind of don't see a way that Alexa Grasso wins unless Valentina gets injured. Um, it would be smart if she tried to somehow get on the inside and, and get the advantage in wrestling like Talia Santos did, but easier said than done. And even Talia Santos, even though people thought she may have gotten close to winning the fight, Talia Santos got beat up. And that's the thing. That's what happens when you fight a buzzsaw like Valentina Shevchenko. Exciting to see. I wonder what the strategy is going to be. I haven't listened to the media for this one um, just yet because I've been busy all week. Uh, you know, tax time, looking for a new vehicle, um, getting my plant started, which is more important. When I look at this, I see Valentina winning. I see John winning. Let me run down the card. And give my picks. So I got John winning. Valentina. Oh, I want to give a soft shout out to Jeff Neal. Um, I don't think we knew each other in high school. But we are from the same area of Central Texas. And although he missed weight. I do want to have him on one day. To talk about how he even got into MMA. Uh, because I've been watching since 2003. And I had no... <laughs> No inspiration to get into mixed martial arts, but he's fighting the buzzsaw named Shavkat Rachmanov, the next best thing in 170. So, can't wait to watch that fight. I got, pains me to say that I got Shavkat, but on average, the overweight fighter wins more often. The only reason why I can't really pick Jeff is Shavkat 16-0, and he hasn't shown anything Otherwise, so John Valentina Shavkat, Martesh Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. I got Gamrot all the way. Uh, Bo Nickel versus Jimmy Pickett. I got Bo Nickel. Uh, the prelims, they got Cody Garfrant versus Trevin Jones. Ugh, that's going to be tough. Uh, Cody Garbrandt obviously has been on a little bit of a downhill slide since um, winning the title. Obviously, uh, TJ Dillashaw has been a proven cheater. And Cody Garbrandt is a striker and he has his moments, but I'm gonna go Trevin Jones, Derek Brunson versus Drickus Duplessis, Blonde Brunson. If he if the man if he's back, he's back. And I got Derek Brunson. Drickus Duplessis is a pretty good fighter though. I don't put it past him. Uh Vivian Arujo versus Amanda Hebos. Gonna be a great fight. I got Hebos in this one. Uh, Julian Marquez versus Marc-Andre Barriot. Uh, this one's going to be the closest out of the two. I know Julian Marquez more than I do I know Marc-Andre. So, you know, just by that fact, I know I did a lack of research on this one, but I got Julian Marquez on the prelims. So early prelims, hey, y- y'all just tune in. It's going to be a great fight. I know I sound like I work for the UFC. Clearly don't. Because I'm still in this office recording on my computer. Um, And that's it, man. Return of John Jones. I can't wait. You know, big John Jones fan. You got to separate the (laughs) 
the artist from the art sometimes. It's really hard to root for John Jones, but if he's on the straight and narrow, man, he's that guy. Um, so I have a post show. I don't know how quickly I can turn that around because I'm going out of town, um, visiting my parents this weekend. So I'm going to be trying to tune in from all angles everywhere. Any TV that has it on, I'm going to be glued to it. If not, I'll be on Twitter live tweeting, uh, the night away. So hopefully y'all tune in, you know, uncle Phil's definitely going to be tuned into the fights. Um, thanks for the support. I know it's been a while, man, when life hits you hard, life hits you, but we all persevere, we keep it going, we keep the gravy train moving, you know what, keep your head up, work hard, have fun, alright you guys, done being sappy, Uncle Phil's out.